Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Thanks for hanging out with us. He's Joe. I'm Brad. Quick, favorite Christmas movie? Mm. Quick. 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 Favorite Christmas movie? <laughs> I just saw It's a Wonderful Life for the first time this year, and it was dope. This is a very interesting situation. It was wonderful. 44 years of life, I've never seen it. And all everybody's saying, my favorite movie, my favorite movie, my favorite movie. It's a wonderful life. It I've was never not seen it. wonderful before this year, but now it's wonderful. Your wonderful life. It was really good. I've not seen it. I think you should. Home Alone is the correct answer. Home Alone I've is never the best seen Christmas. That. Get out of here. You have not seen Home Alone? I think I, I may have seen snippets. Should honestly, we stop Real Talk and go have a little movie afternoon? With our PJs? <laughs> I don't want to see you in your PJs. Like, no, we're not having a PJ. Okay, moment. fine. Favorite Christmas? Yours is Home Alone? Home Alone. Great. Okay. All right. So 2020 has been a very bizarre year. So on Real Talk, we're talking about the bizarre parts of the Christmas story. Sounds fun. Oh, fun fact. I've never seen the movie A Christmas Story. Now, sir, you are not American. Ah. Fragile. It must be Italian. I like, actually, Jesus saw that movie. When Jesus was here, he had he those was, little I think he wrote it. Bunny rabbit pajamas? How, how could you not? You, how would you know you'll shoot your eye out? Even Jesus knows that. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> not you seen use it. a Red Rider B. You, <laughs> you have to show your kids. That's a movie night. Oh, yeah. It's a cult classic. Sure, yeah, just see? what my son needs is a BB gun to oh, shoot people's I forgot. eyes you're, out. You and my views of guns are pretty different. <laughs> That's right. We've learned that. Oh, oh, yes. oh, more fan mail coming from that <laughs> comment. Cool. Anyways, <laughs> let's start this way. We're going to talk about weird parts of the Christmas story. But first, how well do you know the Bible Christmas story? <laughs> do you feel like you know all the parts of it well? Well... <clears throat> I feel like I do, but I feel like you don't think that I do because you're about to set me up. <laughs> These are pretty simple. Ready? Okay. A little trivia here. What city was Jesus born in? <laughs> I, it's like this is a trip question. You're going to try to trick me. What city was he born yes. in? Yes. Bethlehem? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna... I like the confidence. And the no, nickname I... of that city is? Oh, um, I know this. Uh, house of Bread. No, City of David. No, it's also, do you know that Bethlehem means House of Bread? Well, it means City of David. Well, the nickname <laughs> it might be, well, no. House of Bread, look it up. I will. It's good. How many wise men were there? <laughs> I feel like you're playing with my head. <laughs> and, and this time of year, that means you're playing with my emotions. <laughs> like, wait, ask the question again. How many wise men are there? I don't think there are any. Isn't there magi? Doesn't the text say Magi? Okay, fine. How many Magi? It just says Magi from the East. Good job. Most people think it's three. No, I don't know why. That was a trick question. Do you know why they do three? Because there's three gifts. No. Yes! Because of the Trinity. Frankincense, gold, and myrrh. So they I think it's Trinitarian. There's three. When the wise men, or the Magi, as you'd like them to be referred to, find Jesus, where did they find him? Uh, I don't think it says. Oh, it does. In his house. In his house? Yes. How about his cave? No, in his house. Okay. It's years later. Okay, King Herod ordered that all do Wait, do I lose boys... my pastor card? Like... Yes. No, you're not doing good at trivia, but you can still be a pastor. <laughs> King Herod ordered that all baby boys be killed. This 
fulfilled an Old Testament prophecy from the book of Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah nice job. Yeah. You're doing all right. One more question. <laughs> Who was the governor of Syria when Jesus was born? <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> Jenny, he knows I can't <laughs> Give it a try. Give it a try. No. You are such a putz. I can't even. On this camera, he knows this I can't is real talk. I can't. Every time I've said this word for the last two years, you are quick. This was the first census that took place while Cornelius was governor of Syria. Cornelius. 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 Quirinius? Quir no. Quirinius. Quirinius. <laughs> Listen, I don't care who the guy's name is. Is oh it start with a C or a Q? That is a low blow. Oh, I can't believe it. All right. We better, we better get into this. This might be my last real talk I'm allowed to be on. Okay. How do you say it? Quirinius. How do you spell it? All right, here's the story. There's a guy in the Bible, his name is John. Is this serious now? This is or are you serious trying now, to stop me again? This is serious now. John the Baptist. Heard of him? Mm -hmm. Cool. So his dad is this guy named Zechariah. Zechariah is a priest. Mm -hmm. And one day Zechariah gets picked. One of the priests always gets picked to go in and perform certain rituals, right? So he goes into the temple. He's going into the altar of incense. He's going to burn some incense as a sacrifice to God. He goes in there, Zechariah does, he walks into this holy spot in the temple, and there's the altar, and right next to it, there's an angel. <laughs> Blows your mind, right? And the angel says to Zechariah, you and your wife are going to have a baby. Now, some of the complication here is his wife is probably 60 years old or maybe yeah, older. She's old. She's getting on in years there. And, I mean, some traditions say that Zechariah was like in his 90s when this happens. We don't know exactly how old he was, but they were... They're getting older. So that's sort of a complication of all this. But the angel says, you're going to have a, a son, and he's going to be a messenger of God. He's going to be like Elijah, who, of course, is this mm -hmm. celebrated mm -hmm. Old Testament prophet. Everybody uh, looks up to, right? So super exciting news in some ways, but really complex. Especially at their age. Right? So Zechariah says, he asks this question. He says, how can I be sure? How can I know that this is really going to happen? Reasonable question. I mean, I think so. anyone yep. would ask that question. Here's what happens when he asks that question. The angel says to him, this is in Luke 1, the angel says to him, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. I just read that and go, wait, 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 wait. What? Like, because he doesn't, I guess, because he doesn't trust God, immediately take this angel. I assume he's never seen an angel before. So even it's like, what is, who is this person? What's going on here? He doesn't immediately go, oh, yeah, this makes perfect yeah, sense. Great. He Let's asks go. a good question. Yep. And... God says, you're not going to be able to speak for however long. I don't know if this is, this is somewhere before she gets pregnant. So it's at least nine mm -hmm. months before he can speak again. He's not allowed to talk. And I think like, I thought it was a pretty reasonable question. Yeah. 
I would, I mean, if it's just about not trusting God, there's lots of times I don't yeah. trust God. So yeah. even that's kind of weird as God punishing yeah. him. Like what's going on there? Interesting too, because Mary also asks a question when her angel oh. shows up, right? Angel shows up, says, you're going to have a child. She also asks, how can this be? But she doesn't get stricken with silence. Yeah. So there must be something in Zechariah that's more than just his question. Yeah. It would seem to be. Yeah. There's something else going on that we we're not privy to. Yeah. That would make the angel say, "Hey, bro, like you didn't believe, so now I don't know. Yeah. Some reason, some skepticism, some doubt, some pride that maybe yeah, yeah. dismissed it. Yeah. Like who are you to say? Like, yeah. Hey, listen, I've been trying to have a baby with my old lady literally for a lot of <laughs> a years, long time, and it ain't happening. Right. And so he's got some level of skepticism that sure. sort of rebuffs the angel, and the angel's like, I'm gonna show you. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I just think it's But a, why take away his ability to speak? Yeah. And and my again, my knee jerk was like, is God punishing him? But then I sort of step back from that. It's like, let's just say that for a year or something, let's just assume it's like a year, you couldn't speak. And in one regard, that would be horrible. That would be punishment, you know, if you're used to being able to talk and communicate, to not be able to would, would feel like punishment. Um, but I also wonder, is God like giving him a gift there? Because what would it, obviously it would drive you sort of inside, internal. Yeah. You do a lot of self-reflecting, right? And and really just around this whole confusing time that they're going through. I mean, Elizabeth sort of secludes, she kind of quarantines yeah. for like five months. Oh, what did you use that I'm word sorry. for? <laughs> so it's like they have this space even yeah. where they're like, being quiet away from everybody, mm -hmm. what kind of gift might that be to them? It's a great question. I, can I back up one yeah. piece before yeah, I answer that? It. Let do me it. ask this question. Does God punish? Mm. I mean, I think when we hear that, we think of like him spanking Zechariah, like bad boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you can't. Oh, Instead right. of going, well, I think what Hebrews tells us is that God disciplines us for our good, so maybe even reframing and good. going, is there an aspect of this where God is disciplining? And when we hear discipline, we again hear spanking, but instead of seeing as corrective to help mm -hmm. Zechariah, mm -hmm. there's something in God's corrective way that he says to his son, Zechariah, I need to correct you yep. and train you in righteousness. I need to correct and train you, and I'm gonna give you this corrective action, mm -hmm. zip it, bub, yep. for the next nine months, there's something in that mm -hmm. corrective mm -hmm. discipline that is for Zechariah's good. I don't know. How do you hear yeah. that? When yeah, no, that's good. That's a good way to reframe that. Not punishment necessarily as a negative, but, yeah. but for the purpose of really improvement in the yes. long run, right? To draw him closer. Okay, you, you clearly aren't trusting yeah. me the way I want you to. So so Hebrews 12, like God draw you closer. disciplines those he loves yeah. and he corrects those who are his sons and daughters. So something in this that God's going to Zechariah, I want to discipline, correct, train you. Yeah. And it's going to include your mouth being closed. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so let's take that and go a little bit further. So let's take that and sort of apply it to us because I thought about him like, what would it be like to just kind of be alone, to be quiet for a little mm -hmm. while, to be still? Maybe you can't go about all the activity you normally would. And I thought, whoa, that's 2020 in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So 
what can we learn from him? You know, what's sort of interesting is when he eventually can speak, yeah. he, he's obedient. He names his son John, which mm -hmm. is what the angel told him to do, right? And so in that act of obedience, um, God frees his tongue. He can yeah. speak. And the first thing he does is he praises God, mm -hmm. right? And he doesn't complain. He doesn't, oh, finally I can talk. Yeah. You know, he, he praises God. Yeah, it's interesting for sure. And you would think about that for us. Is there something in God's corrective action for us? I mean, is 2020 a part of God correcting us? Mm. I mean, I don't know if yeah. we can answer that or not. I don't not. know if we can. Is it a part of him training us? If we if we view correction yeah. as him training us, yeah. Hebrews 12 kind yeah. of stuff, is it possible? Couldn't we say everything is Absolutely. God training us? And what a gift. In some ways, is Zechariah able to look at those nine months and go, what a gift. Mm -hmm. And that's what brings this praise out. Right. So think about him as in a very pedestrian way. Think about like when he comes out of the temple and he wants to tell his wife. Yeah. And he can't. can't. He can't tell her the joy. Mm -hmm. He can't tell her the doubts. Right. He can't describe. I mean, maybe he could, could he write? Maybe text her? <laughs> he could like, <laughs> he could write. He, he probably her. wrote yeah, probably. stuff, but he couldn't communicate still the still different, same. right? Man, oh man, how hard that was. Yeah. Hey, let's go to bed, honey. Like he can't even, he can't say yep. and express himself. And what that, like, I loved how earlier you said that kind of drove him inside. Mm -hmm. And what a gift. Maybe instead of seeing that as punishment bad, like what yeah. can good can come out of him being kind of driven into himself to be able to reflect about what he's going to say when he does get the opportunity, hoping he gets the opportunity to speak. Right. So some of this, yeah. even with 2020, <clears throat> right. there's these things that are removed from us. Is it possible that God's training us? Right. And if those things begin to be restored, when we come out, are we reflecting and thinking about and appreciating, right. pausing enough? And in some ways, like, I think we would all say we want to come out of this more worshipful. Like, I don't want to come out of 2020 and, and the stuff's been going on. I don't want to come out of it more angry and you know, bitter about what's been going on. I want to come out more worshipful, but the work for that begins now. We can't wait till he, the work that Zechariah, whatever went on in his heart, it didn't start the day he could speak no. again. It was happening yeah, all along. Right from the beginning of it. And, and when he could speak, that was the outpouring of his joy. But that hard work and self-reflection and quiet time that he had with the Lord, like that was going on mm -hmm. while he couldn't speak. Maybe the, maybe like, I shouldn't say this, God, like as if like there's like a curse, knock on wood, don't do it to me, God. <laughs> but it's like, I wonder if how different 2020 would be if we couldn't speak. Oh, right. Because think of how many stupid things we've said, how many times we've complained, right. how many times we just were negative with a decision leadership made or masks or no masks. Maybe a gift would have been to shut our mouths. Right. And in God's protection over Zechariah, it was like a protection to him that he couldn't open his mouth. Right. Because he would have said and done stupid things. Right. And Zechariah instead has to kind of think of in his own heart and mind and wrestle through things. How many times I open my mouth when I wish I would have thought right. a little bit longer before I said that stupid remark. Or if I could get my words back in 2020, all the doubt, all the hatred, all the gossip all the slander that we all have spoken right. and complaining and bitterness that if we had that opportunity to say to reframe it again maybe we would have done it better so god 
yeah. shut my mouth. I was going to say even like, there's still time, right? It, it, we can sit here and be regretful of what's happened so far, but maybe the lesson is, hey, there's still time. Yeah. And this Christmas is going to be different and yeah. it's going to be a little quieter than normal. And maybe that's okay because it can be a time of reflection mm -hmm. and holding on to our words instead of just, yeah. Whoa. I know I could stand to do that a little yeah. more. I mean, there's a, I think Jenny will drop it in. It's either Psalms or Proverbs that says, a prayer that says, God, set a guard oh. over the door of my mouth, which yeah. is a part of my heart. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I probably could use yeah. some of that as 2020 ends, like rethink Good. through. So what we learned from Zechariah? I don't know. I mean, what a challenge to not be able to communicate. Mm -hmm. And what does silence do? I mean, Henry Nouwen says solitude is the furnace of transformation. Right. Like there's something in the silence that transforms us. So maybe we learn that God gave Zechariah a gift of silence that transformed him. And by transforming him, it transformed his family. And what an impact that made on Johnny B. John yeah. the Baptist, like how did that impact him raising his son? Good. I don't know. Kind of cool to think about. Yeah. I like that obscure, kind of an obscure part of the story, but mm -hmm. really cool. Not about that guy with a Q starting a name. Quirinius. I hate that guy. Hey, tell us your favorite Christmas movie. We'd love to hear that in the comments. Oh, one more thing. Two weeks from now, guess what we're doing, you and me? What? White Elephant Gift Exchange on the set of what Real Talk Festivus? on camera. Oh, should we get some Festivus in there? Okay, maybe. The airing of grievances. <laughs> White Elephant Gift Exchange, here's the rules, $10 limit. It can't just be garbage from your house. Don't bring me dryer lint. It's got to be like the best white elephant gift you can come up with. For We're going to open bucks? them. You got 10 bucks. We're going to open them on Real Talk. Done. See you next time.